Welcome to Golf Better at Worldwide Golf Shops. Episode 186. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Brassell. Thanks so much for joining us. We say it most every time. If you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber, either way, it doesn't matter. We are just glad you joined us today. Well, the President's Cup is in the books. Another victory for the Americans. And who better to join us and discuss the President's Cup uh, but our good friend, the publisher and owner of Global Golf Post, Mr. Jim Nugent, joining us from his car in Chicago. Jim, hope all's well, man. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for having me on. And uh, everything's good in Chicago because it's October and the Cubs are still playing baseball. Hey, yeah, the Cubs are playing. And what a magical year that would be if uh, this could all work out, you know. I've waited 52 years. I don't have another 52 to go. (laughs) So let's talk about what happened, what was it, 10 or 11 time zones away, uh, or hours difference. Last week over in in Korea, the Americans pull out another victory in the President's Cup. Well, if anybody stayed up to watch it, uh, they saw some pretty compelling golf. Uh, I I think the bigger story here is that this uh, event, played every other year opposite the Ryder Cup, is starting to find a more level playing field and therefore starting to become uh, more competitive. Uh, for the, the Americans won again, and, I, and they've won, I think, uh, all but one of the, the competitions, uh, and some of them have been lopsided. And the, the, the issue is the depth. Uh, Asia's got five or six guys, but they can't go 10, 12 deep. And so they've been toying with the, the rules, toying with the format a little bit, trying to make it a more level playing field, trying to make it a, a competitive event. And I think they took a big step forward toward that uh, with the, the completion of the tournament last week. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. It was like, I guess all America wants to know, how can we win a President's Cup every two years and we can't win a Ryder Cup? Obviously, Europe's different than the rest of the world. They do have Jason Day. They do have Adam Scott. But like you said, the depth of the players has to be it, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, uh, the European tour has, has real depth and, and they can find 10, 12, and, and know that the, the 10, 11, 12 guy uh, can play and can compete. Uh, in Asia, that's not so much the case. You've got Day and you've got Adam Scott. You've got some other recognizable names, but you've also got some guys that, quite frankly, just aren't uh, world-class players, uh, but they're representing Asia. But it's getting better, and it's going to continue to get better. And in 30, 40 years, we'll look back and and, and it'll have a completely different complexion, and we'll be glad that this uh, tournament was created. But right now, at this moment in time, it's, it's not balanced. Uh, we're just too strong for the, uh, the Asian team. Well, following the event, you came out with the report card on both sides, the international side and the American side, player by player. If our listeners haven't seen it, you've got to see it. Go to globalgolfpost.com, and you've graded everyone from an A down, all the way down, A+, plus, and you had minuses and all that. I don't want you to go through every one, but some of the ones that kind of stood out to you, why don't you talk a little bit about that? The one that stood out to me was Matt, Matt Kuchar. Uh, what did we give Kuchar, remind me? I, think, I believe it was a D. Um, you know what? Uh, I think we were generous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, grading those players is, is a tricky proposition, and, and no more so at, the, at this time of year because some of those guys are tired. Uh, they, they'd much rather be uh, watching a college football game or hunting or, or not playing golf. But, uh, you know, there were some guys that surprised, and, and Kuchar was, was one of them. You, you expected more from him. He's had a a good, solid couple of years, uh, but he just wasn't uh, much of a factor. Uh, conversely, uh, Bill Mickelson was a factor, and, and it's, it's kind of interesting right now that 
Randall Chambly is, is questioning whether or not he should be a Ryder Cup captain uh, because his performance uh, has, has not been great and his passion, uh, apparently, uh, according to Brandall, has been lacking. Bill was into it last week in Korea big time, and uh, uh, I think he was uh, an important part of the American success story. Well, obviously, player of the year, Jordan Spieth, closing it out in the uh, in the FedEx Cup playoffs, winning the FedEx Cup championship and the player of the year. Do you think of just a little bit of burnout from him? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, people that, you know, are, are knowledgeable, paying attention, uh, agree on one thing. Jordan is, is going to have to learn to say no. Um, he, everybody wants a piece of him right now. Everybody wants a piece of his most valuable commodity, and that's time. And, and you know, he, he can't play in every tournament. He can't please every sponsor and still continue to play at a, at a very high level. And so in the next two years, he's going to have to learn – you know, where he, he, he should play, where he shouldn't play, when he needs to get his rest. Uh, he's going to have to build himself what is effectively a Tiger schedule or a Rory schedule, um, which is going to be hard because he has deep loyalties uh, to the state of Texas. There's three tournaments played in Texas. They all want him. But those three tournaments are not necessarily important tournaments that Tiger played in or that Rory plays in. Yeah, and he skipped Arnold's tournament to do just that, to get some rest to play in Texas. What about the final day, final pairing, Bill Haas? Well, you know, I, I have to give Jay Haas a, a great deal of credit because this could have backfired. And, you know, they could have lost, and then it would have been uh, Jay trying to uh, give his kids a spotlight that he may or may not have deserved. That was a gutsy move by uh, Jay Haas. And I'm glad that it worked out because Billy's a good kid. Uh, he, he hasn't played quite as well as he, he wanted to. He, he, you know, some people weren't happy that he was even picked for the team. So to see him come through in the clutch like that, uh, um, good for Billy, good for Jay. Jim Nugent joining us here on Golf Better discussing the President's Cup. And, Jim, probably for those who didn't stay up, what they heard or what they saw was the, I guess we'll just call it, quote, the ruling with Phil Mickelson. So complex, I guess, or so not happened that much that even the official got it wrong, right? Well, I, you know, you unfortunately at the pro level, you, you just don't play match play a lot. Uh, and so that means that the players are not necessarily familiar with the rules. But then again, neither are, are the officials. And so it's a very, very complicated situation that was not handled particularly well. Can you describe what happened What happened there? I guess he wanted to put another type of ball in play, or did put another type of ball in play, correct? He put, uh, you know, there, there, there is a condition called the one ball rule. And uh, the players uh, were not aware that that condition existed. And so Phil uh, changed balls and, and uh, technically lost the hole but could have won it back, um, and, and, and they didn't at the end of the day. Nobody really knew what was going on at the time, but it all had to do with that one ball rule and the players' uh, lack of awareness that the rule is in force and the officials' lack of understanding uh, the, all the implications of the rule and how it really worked. It almost takes it down to a human level, a guy playing in a scramble, and he's on a par five, and he wants a longer. So he puts a hard ball in play. Here, this, these guys are doing it at that level, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, it, uh, maybe a scramble, but also for some of us, maybe a water ball, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, with the victory, is there anything Davis Love can take from this as a Ryder Cup captain? Well, um, you know, unfortunately, Davis is going to be under such pressure and such scrutiny as a result of what went on the last time. So they had a committee, and, and they've 
you know, uh, come up with some, some changes in, in team selection and, you know, some other nip and tuck at the margins. But there's going to be very high expectations for Davis to bring in a, a winning team. And you can prepare all you want and you can plan and, and you can strategize. But at the end of the day, players play and coaches coach. And, and, and I think in, in the case of the Ryder Cup, the captain gets way too much credit when they win and way too much blame when they lose. It's all about the players. Final question on the President's Cup, Jim. I saw a, a just a quick news brief a uh, week or so ago saying that Tiger was going to be over there. Was he there? Do you know? Did, was he there to support the team? No, he wasn't. Uh, what you saw, I think, he called uh, Jay Haas uh, and Davis Love from Florida. Apparently he did stay up late and watch it, or maybe he watched it on a paid delay basis. I'm not sure. But he called and congratulated them, and he told Davis that he very much wanted to be a part of the Ryder Cup uh, team uh, in uh, Minneapolis uh, next fall. He's, he's probably not going to play. Uh, it'd be hard to imagine him making the team or even, even being picked for it. But I think he's now ready to start to step up and learn how to become a captain. And that's one of the outcomes of the committee that I just referred to. We're going to start to groom our captains uh, over a period of time. And I think Tiger is signaling that he wants to be a captain and he's willing to pay his dues, so to speak. Hazeltine, will that set up well for the Americans? Uh, it should. It's a very American Parkland golf course. It's a big, big golf course. Uh, I read the other day that they've changed the order of holes from when we last saw it uh, uh, in a major championship. But, yeah, that, that's a classic American Parkland golf course, big golf course, big premium on uh, driving the golf ball. But, you know, that also helps a young man named Roy McElroy. Yeah, it's come a long way since the late 1960s when Dave Hill gave it a nice little tagline back in the day. <laughs> what did he say? They they ruined a great goat yard or something like All that? All it needs is a few acres of corn and cows, I believe, was something something along those lines. I'll have to pull out my book, Teed Off by Dave Hill, that's on the on the shelf at the house. Uh, hey, Jim, at Global Golf Post, you guys are on the, on the cutting edge. You know what's going on. Tell us what's going on about the fall season. Will we see some of Rory, you think? You're going to see Roy this week. Um, he's playing at size.com, uh, kind of uh, Tim Finchin calling in a chip, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, Tiger was actually supposed to have been there as well before his back flared up. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Roy this year. He'll, he'll play uh, Shanghai uh, at, uh, at the beginning of November. I think that Roy is going to come out guns blazing. I think he feels like he was, uh, because of his injury, was, was nudged off stage. Uh, toward the end of last year, and I don't think he found that to taste very good. Uh, and if that's the case, we've got an awful lot to look forward to with uh, Rory, with Ricky, with Jordan, and uh, Jason Day uh, going at each other. It, uh, it portends for a very exciting 2016. Can't wait. Just can't wait. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, best, best for the rest of the year, and we'll catch up again soon. Tommy, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, go Cubs. Go Cubs. Well, there's the man that's on it, Jim Nugent, the owner-publisher of Global Golf Post. you got to check that out. What a great publication it is. Always right on top of it. GlobalGolfPost.com and go check out that report card for both the Americans and the international team from the President's Cup. Great things always happening at Worldwide Golf Shops. Make sure to check us out online at WorldwideGolfShops.com. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter as well. Well, special thanks to Jim Nugent for joining us and for you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone. <laughs>